Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's just about 5.36. And Aerosmith with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It is uh, going to be today, I'll tell you. Mostly uh, cloudy with a high of 44. Tomorrow, more of the same. It's uh, 28 right now in downtown Springfield. Uh, tonight, you and I will be a part of a uh, celebrity shakedown at the Fort in Student Prince. Yeah. Where we'll be uh, raising money for the Boy Scouts. Yeah, that's uh, that's going to be a good time. I was a Boy Scout. I was a Boy Scout. We were both Boy Scouts. Yes, and I almost made Eagle. I wasn't anywhere close. I had a life rank, but I never completed the project, and I never got my Eagle oh. Scout project. Life is better than I got. Yeah. I, uh, I quit after first class. I said, that's it. Why didn't you call me when you have no class? Because you would have been... Yeah, at yeah, the time. Yeah, I, I think that's why. Well, we'll talk about that, too. We will talk about that and other things. It's uh, 537 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Live in concert, Saturday nights at 9. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 550. And Def Leppard with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It is uh, going to be uh, mostly cloudy today with a high of 44. Tomorrow, more of the same. It's 28 right now in downtown Springfield. Hollywood Trash is brought to you by Aqua Pump, an expert in all water supply systems from the well to the pump and into the house. Somehow you still care about what's happening in Hollywood. So from Tinseltown, 3,000 miles away, it's Steve Nagel's Hollywood Trash. You know, it must be uh, slow days in the paparazzi world sometimes. And there's not much else to do. What's going on? Well, uh, I'm sure there was... Uh, hey, uh, hey, boss, uh, there ain't no celebrities around here. What do I do? Hey, what's Gene Hackman doing? I'm on it, boss. <laughs> Gene Hackman hasn't worked in almost 20 years, and he's rarely seen in public, but he's still the badass he's always been. Someone snapped pictures of Gene, some paparazzi person, who's <laughs> 93 years old, and he was doing yard work at his ranch in Santa Fe, New Mexico. But first, he went to Wendy's... Uh, and chowed down on a chicken sandwich and a Coke. Wow. Yeah. His last movie was the not-so-classic Welcome to Mooseport in 2004. Uh, it's hard to believe, though, that it's been more than 50 years since he won Best Best Actor for The French Connection in 1972. He also won Best Supporting Actor for The Unforgiven in 1993. Listen, I love Gene Hackman, mm-hmm. one of my favorite all-time actors. But at this point in his life... If he's at a Wendy's eating a chicken sandwich and a Frosty... Like, let him. Let him go. Yeah. He's 93. I just... I don't understand why, like, that piques the interest. Oh, you know what? Let's tell everybody what Gene Hackman's up to. He's a 93 years old... A 93-year-old man. But he... What, what, do you, what do you think he's going to be up to? But he's obviously one of those guys who, you know, he didn't have... Well, I don't know if he had any debilitating health issues... But he didn't seem like the kind of guy that would want to come back to Hollywood. He seems like he's got his mind with him still, which is good. Yeah. Uh, he just doesn't want to be acting anymore. I just want to be on my ranch in Santa Fe, New Mexico, eating chicken sandwiches and drinking Cokes. Well, guess what? Yeah. If, if he's been retired for tw- for 20 years, that yeah. means he stopped making movies at the age of 73. Well, who the hell wants to work past the age of 73? And get this. Ten years ago, he was hit by a pickup truck while riding a bike in Florida. He made a full recovery, obviously. If he's still getting chicken sandwiches, was he being Wendy's. was he being chased by uh, police at the time? Um, yeah, yeah, I think he probably was. Uh, what was the movie? He, uh, the Cannonball Run? Was it the Cannonball Run? Uh, I was thinking of the more of the French Connection. 
Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah. I never saw that. Oh, I never saw so the good. French Connection. So good. Uh, Sharon Stone, since we're talking about old washed-up movie stars, <laughs> she says she lost custody of her son because of basic instinct. Supposedly, a judge even asked him, quote, Do you know your mother makes sex movies? She says it broke her heart. She adds, I ended up in the Mayo Clinic with extra heartbeats in the upper and lower chambers of my heart. It broke my heart. What she a is, douchey thing for a judge to say. Oh, that was, uh, you know, 1992. Yeah, but she's an actress. Yeah. And she was playing a role. That doesn't necessarily mean that's who she is. I don't know, man. That's uh, that's just the way the court system goes sometimes. And it is kind of weird that somebody who's like a high-profile Hollywood actress would have to sub- be subjected to that kind of, like, I don't know. Like, I, I mean, it's too much. I mean, it, it's it's terribly judgmental. She was playing a role. She's she never spread her legs in any other movie that I can recall. Yeah, it, uh, did, it was my computer wallpaper for many years, though. Didn't you just say to me, "What is Jamie Lee Curtis doing these days?" Too. I did ask yeah. you about Jamie Lee Curtis. Well, I'm glad you did because Jamie Lee Curtis still likes to rock. She's also 64 years old. She likes band. She so she'd like bands to do more matinee concerts. So she can get to bed early. It's the Activia. Uh, <laughs> Listen, I only have like 15 minutes. Yeah. It's and then I got to go to the restroom. Activia presents Motley Crue. <laughs> and, and they take an intermission every 15 minutes. She told the Hollywood Reporter on the red carpet of the Film Independent Spirit Awards, quote, I am just going to say this now as a taunt and as a suggestion. You too. Do a matinee. What about a 12 noon concert? Coldplay? I could see Coldplay doing a 12 noon concert. You know, she's not that much older than me, and I totally agree with her. Yeah. If you gave me a 2 o'clock in the afternoon concert, I might be more willing to spend my money to see it. Well, when I went to the Hall & Oates show, it was over by like 8.15, 8.30. It was, it was a very early show. It was Daryl and John have to get to bed. Right, but at 7 o'clock was the show, and by 8.30, the whole thing was completely over. It's what, fine with me. That was actually a little too late for me. I would have rather started at 6. Bruce Springsteen, do a matinee. You're old. Why wouldn't you let me come see you in your glory days? Pun intended. I will come hear you for a five-hour concert at 2 o'clock, and I'm going to be home in bed by 7.30. That's the reason I don't go see a Bruce Springsteen show. Oh, that, if he doesn't take the stage until uh, like 8, 30, 9 o'clock, I'm not sticking around for five hours. That's the reason you want to go see a Bruce Springsteen show? Well, that, 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 that and his music. And the $4,000 seats. Oh, yeah, well, that's the other part. Yeah. Uh, Christine Taylor credits the pandemic lockdowns for bringing her and Ben Stiller back together. They separated in 2017 after 17 years of marriage. Yesterday on the Drew Barrymore show, she said she and Ben had separated because they were growing in different directions, but they still stayed a family unit. Christine said, quote, so when the pandemic hit, we all had to figure out where to hunker down. We all ended up in our house together with two teenagers, and we found this way back. Hmm. We had so much time to talk, there were no other distractions. It just happened organically. Well, I'm glad that worked out for you. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. She was a... Uh, there was a show she was on when I was a kid that, yeah. I, that I had like had a little crush on her. It was called Hey Dude. It was on Nickelodeon. I don't know if I know that. Yeah. it was. Uh, that was like one of the popular early Nickelodeon shows for kids. From 1989 to 1991. Yeah. Who else was in that? Anybody? I think there might have been somebody else in that. No, not really. No, not that I, not that I know. Um, David Lasher is the only one who's oh got. Oh yeah, to, David Lasher. Who's got something on a got a, in a Wikipedia page? 
Have you ever heard of a strip club baby shower? <sighs> no. Well, Ireland Baldwin just had one. Baby showers don't have to be boring afternoon get-togethers in church basements. Ireland Baldwin's baby shower went down at a strip club called Jumbo's Clown Room. And her mom, 69-year-old Kim Basinger, all right, she's 69. Unbelievable, isn't it? Yeah, uh, was there. So was uh, Rumor Willis, Sailor Brinkley Cook, and Ireland's cousin, Aliyah Baldwin, who just happens to be Haley Bieber's sister. Ireland posted some pics on Instagram with the caption, Baby's first strip club extravaganza. Well, the baby isn't really going to see any of the action. You right. know, but right. uh, it wouldn't be the place I would go. Well... I don't know, unless you got other kids. Like if it's like a ki- like kid friendly event. Yeah, I mean, I, I would never have suggested uh, a baby shower or say like a Jack and Jill at like the old Fifth Alarm. That yeah. wouldn't have been that wouldn't have been an option. No, uh, Kim Kardashian's latest photo shoot is uh, her and her workout gear showing everything off. Really, a very very detailed outline. Well, she must have had something to say. Oh my God! The last time I showed off this much outline was when Ray J used his hot. Hot hog and shoved it into the pork knuckle in that sex tape you can purchase on Newborn for thirty nine ninety five. <laughs> well, I assumed the uh, the knuckle was available. Oh, to it be always seen. it yeah. always is. Oh, yeah. very visual. Yeah. Uh, Caitlin. Oh, I never got that done and dirty with her mother, Chris Kim, but she once had a bad case of the finger bangitis. She was flicking through the pink pages. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what are you trying to say? Remember, like the two little fingers I, that used to let walk your fingers the do the walking. It's yeah. a snap. <laughs> right. Yes. What I'm trying to say is I went shrimp dipping in the rusty wookie. <laughs> he said that you Hollywood trash on Rock too. The annual UMass 5. I'd like to pivot away from that position and accept all the credit that I can get. Yesterday, to squash these unfounded rumors, Tom Brady grabbed his phone, fired up his Instagram, and vigorously smacked those pipe dreams right out of the mouths of every Miami Dolphin fan in America. Because you see, Tom Brady is not coming out of retirement. Instead, he'll be focusing his full attention on raising cute little kitty cats. According to Tom Brady's post, quote, Anyone who thinks I got time to come back to the NFL has never adopted a two-month-old kitten for their daughter. And you know what? The man is absolutely right. Those are time-consuming animals. You got to feed them. You got to empty their cat box. You got to fill their cat box. You got to pull all the cat toys from underneath the couch. That sort of care and attention can take all day. Tom Brady doesn't have time to run drills, learn a new offense, break in a bunch of new receivers, work out, eat well, and work on his pliability. The man is almost 46 years old, and he has cats and kids. And once you start playing with either one of them, or worse, play with them together, you're in for the rest of the day. Like it or not, gone are the days when Tom Brady has to worry about reading defenses and getting first down yardage. Tom Brady just launched himself into a lifetime of being strapped into the sedentary pursuit of constantly wondering, what's the cat doing? And having been there in the past, I can tell you, you can't possibly do both. And that's a fact. In other words, I told you so. But hey, enough of my yapping sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Can you count the four? Oh, good. Me too. It's in Scott's four-step. It's almost time for step one. Head over head over to Rocky's. Get Scott's four-step annual lawn program for 100 bucks. Instant savings with your Ace Rewards card. No rebate nonsense. Step it up with Scott's four-step and Rocky's Ace Hardware. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. Rock 102.
Springfield's Classic Rock. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 611. And Billy Idol with Bax and Nagel and Rock 102. It's going to be uh, sunny today. And, well, I don't know. I keep saying cloudy and sunny, but nobody has the right answer. There's a picture of a sun with two clouds in front of it. Does that mean it's going to be mostly sunny or is that going to be mostly cloudy? Well, I don't I don't necessarily look at the emojis to help me get through it. I usually look at the uh, well, at the actual text and it's a mix of sun and clouds. I have a hard time reading sometimes, so I like the pictures. Yeah, see, I like to sound things out and then like, you know, transcribe exactly what I'm reading. So yeah, it's, I mean that's just the way I uh, the way I operate. Well, I just I just know that like every time uh, every day when I leave here um, I, I experience the weather and go, I was completely wrong. Hmm. Yeah. But I think most people just have to accept, I'm not a meteorologist. Yeah, but even I'm meteorologists just, are I'm, not right. I'm just meaty. <laughs> you put the meat I in put the meteorology. meteorologist. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you uh, were aware of this. Did you realize that the University of Massachusetts up in Amherst is the fourth largest research university in all of new england really yeah some amazing discoveries have happened at umass over the years you know they only are behind harvard mit and yale and then it's the university of massachusetts remarkable things are being done in uh, in science and research and all kinds of things but the thing that people are really talking about are the uh, the blackout rage gallons oh yeah this story, which we broke after reading it from some other source, has gone national. It is a national recruitment tool that UMass can use to get some of the finest students from across the country. All right, all you kids out there, you want to come out of UMass Amherst? We got the best bog rages everywhere. Your SAT scars are okay. You did good in the math. You did good in the verbal. How would you like to get a full-ride boat scholarship to UMass and Amherst? You can hang out here with Ricky. He's That kid's got moxie. You, don't, you don't need a grade point average. You need an alcohol content average. You need a BAC. Not an SAT. An ACT. Yeah, this uh, this story from the other day is being covered all over the country. Yeah. And the amazing part about it is is that I got to believe this is an opportunity for UMass to be uh, you know, recruiting. They could save a bundle yeah, on this could. kind of stuff. And UMass isn't even the ones that it, that that created the, uh, the board challenge. This was an internet TikTok thing. And you know what? I, uh, I did a little bit of research about some of the most dangerous social media challenges uh, over the uh, the last couple of years. Most of these come from your TikToks and Instagram. You know, people uh, people got very ill on the Tide Pod challenge. Uh, some people did the, uh, the fire challenge, car surfing, uh, the Benadryl challenge. And then I, uh, <clears throat> and there's the mother ones that are, are kind of, you know, dangerous too. You ever hear about the NyQuil chicken challenge? No. Uh, the FDA had to issue a warning against the challenge that involves pouring NyQuil cold and flu medication over a chicken and then cooking it. Oh. Claiming it to be protein rich and can cure colds. Except what happens is when you cook down uh, NyQuil yeah. or like liquid Sudafed, for example, 
bad, bad things can happen to that sort of stuff. And it not only makes the chicken taste terrible, uh, it could kill you. That doesn't sound appetizing at all. No, it doesn't. It, you know, I mean, there's so many easier ways to get messed up, and trying to roast a chicken over NyQuil seems a little too far-fetched. It, it does to me, too. And, yeah. uh, you know, I can't imagine that it helps cure a cold. Uh, it could start up an addiction to boiled down cold medication, but uh, it's certainly not doing very much for the chicken. I had a friend years ago who was uh, unfortunately dealing with uh, his son who had a who had a, a substance uh, abuse issue. Sure. And one of the things that he was doing was taking sucrets, you know those uh, those nasty, yeah. nasty cough drops. Mm-hmm. And apparently, if you melt them in the oven, like yes. in, a, in a dish, then you can scrape off the top, and it's like hallucinogenic effects. But it's like super, super dangerous. Like you could die from doing that yeah. on the first shot, on the first try. We're not suggesting you try it. No, I'm not. Uh, that's what I'm saying. How like dangerous that is. I, I, in fact, I would suggest you you would not do that. Uh, you know, <laughs> I'm being. I'm being uh, told by my wife it's amazing that you two are getting paid for this. I'm like, yeah, you're absolutely right, and it's handsomely paid. What, what to talk about uh, kids getting messed up at a college? <laughs> you know what? It's, yeah. it's the oldest. Uh, it's the oldest topic in the book, and yet we just keep regenerating it every year. Every time this event comes around, you know, you know what amazes me about all this stuff is, mm. is that the reaction about it, uh, you know, beyond the initial story mm-hmm. of, of the uh, of the Borg challenge. Is that you see all these stories, you know, that kind of like are like offshoots yeah. of it. Is binge drinking dangerous? Is your child in danger of hurting themselves with alcohol poisoning? Well, no kidding. Yeah. That's part of what the college experience has been for the last 75 years. It doesn't have to be part of the college experience. Though. And you're right. Not every yeah. college uh, you know, makes that a possibility. When I went to college, oh, yeah, it was definitely part of it. And in fact, uh, I have to say that the school welcomed it. See, I went to uh, Westfield State, and we always heard stories of what it was like years ago when they used to call it Wastefield State. Yes. And then they uh, they cracked down on a bunch of stuff, and it's not so much of a party animal kind of school anymore, and it, yeah. well, it hasn't been probably for at least 20-something years. I told you uh, the other day that, that Marquette at one point had more bars per capita mm-hmm. Than any other college campus in America. That that was a, like an actual fact. The campus. There were bars all over the campus. I mean, it, it's 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 an urban yeah uh yeah campus, and there were you know, bars up and down two or three different streets, dozens of bars up and down these streets, and in it's fact, not- and in fact, Marquette used to have a, a a block party in the middle of the campus twice a year, and it was a bash, you and know- the and the the. The, the Jesuit priests would come out, and they'd be loaded, and the students would be loaded. We'd all be loaded together like a big loaded community. It was that, beautiful. That's interesting that you said that, because I remember uh, years ago, uh, my brother lived in New Jersey, and he lived in South Amboy, New Jersey, where it used to be- The, the Amboy pukes? N- yeah. <laughs> no, but it used to be uh, a town. It was like in a Guinness Book of World Records, and he said it was like always competing with somebody else, and I think it might have been Marquette University, most bars within a square mile. Ooh, I don't know about that, uh, but and you know, it's a possibility. And if you're mentioning campus, it probably was talking about two different cities. I don't maybe wouldn't compare. Yeah, I mean, th- this was a college campus that probably had a good 
you know, 20, 25 bars yeah. around it. And But that's a reputation. Yeah. Like, that's a place where you get a reputation. You wouldn't get that at a Westfield State because there's no bars up there. Well, yeah. maybe there is now. I don't know. Maybe they put one back in the uh, in the campus center or something. But when I went there, they turned the bar into an athletic center. <laughs> Who wants to do Nobody that? Nobody used that. Yeah. We had a bar that was actually called the gym. So if your parents <laughs> called you, where were you last night? No, I was at the gym. Yeah, see? Working out. <laughs> at least parents not know this before showing out. $50,000 a year to send your kid I, out there in Wisconsin. I don't know. I do know <laughs> that eventually the school kind of caught wind that maybe it was a bad idea to promote so much binge drinking and alcoholism yeah. for a bunch of kids between the ages of 18 and 22. And so what they wound up doing is they wound up buying all that real estate. And now there's only like one or two bars in the immediate campus, which, you know, frankly, for for that kind of expense, yeah, you've sucked all the fun out of it. Yeah. But, uh, but nevertheless, it's like... When you see these stories today talking about UMass being on the forefront of binge drinking alcoholism, yeah, that's something that the school should be uh, hanging on like a like a bat of like a badge of of, of pride. Yeah, Every, absolutely should, <laughs> absolutely, because these uh, these blackout rage gowns seem pretty pretty cool to me. I would say what we need to do to recruit. The next class of UMass Amherst for the Bloody Blower. Get all my guys out from Salty. Tommy, Billy, and Bobby. Jimmy. Bring Tammy with you, too. Somebody's going to need to have fun later on tonight. Yo, many years ago, UMass went to the Final Four. Today, the Final Four means it's time for another trip to the Packy. Where, where's Bobby live? He's down in that triple decker down there by the river. He lives by the packy. Make sure you pick up some spuckies from Cumbies while you're coming back there, too, pal. It's 622 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. You haven't. Rock, it's 627 and the cars with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It's going to be uh, partly cloudy today with a high of 44. Tomorrow, more of the same. It's 28 right now in downtown Springfield. Uh, later on this week, uh, and by that I mean uh, tomorrow and Friday, big, busy, giant days. Today, uh, not as much, but I can tell you this, uh, when you find out what's coming up in the next couple of days, you'll be, oh my God, that was totally worth waiting for. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I don't know if that's, that, that's really true. You gotta, you gotta sell the sizzle. You gotta, you gotta make people believe that something great is coming up because then they don't want to, they don't want to walk away from the radio. Listen, Bax, our names are on this show. Yeah. People know great things come up every single day. Stop downplaying it. I'm not downplaying it. I'm just giving you one more reason you to think to about. S- well, I'm just giving you one more reason. That's it. It's already sizzling. This this show is sizzling like one of those fake fajita plates they bring out to you in a restaurant. They don't really cook it on that skillet thing. No, they heat the living crap out right. of the skillet and, and then they, they just pour everything on it. Right. I'm just saying. Which is like magic, by the way. Yeah. Because every time there's a fajita coming through the restaurant, everyone's, yeah. you know, you're whipping their head around. Is that a fajita? Yeah. Listen to that sizzle. We're the chilies of radio shows. Hey, you know what? That's probably pretty accurate. Uh, I know we only got a couple minutes here, but I just want to uh, give a shout out to the hardworking folks down at the Dunkin' Donuts here on Maple Street in East Longmeadow. Yeah. Because yesterday, uh, it was a half day for all of the school kids. Yeah. And I, thankfully, I ordered my my coffee on the way home. It was about, I was leaving here probably about 10, 15 or so. Right. Yeah. And as I pull into the Dunkin' Donuts, now thankfully, again, I had already ordered my coffee. Not only was there a bus load, like a, sh- sh- a mini bus uh, load full of elderly people from a local nursing home yes. going to Dunkin' Donuts, 
there was also roving bands of teenagers just like you know, uh, going move, at Duncan at the moving in on the Duncan. Well, that's huh. probably the hot, hot, popular hangout spot. Sure, you is. know, for the half day. Hey, man, let's go to Duncan after school. You know, it's a cool hangout place to go. And um, but that means that there was like a ton of people, uh, you know, going into this restaurant. Right. And the older pe- the old people had gone in already, and I go in and I grab my my coffee. And uh, the the manager there, she just does this whole. She sees all these kids coming. She's like, "All right, everybody, take their positions." Like, like they know, like this happens all the time. Like they drill for this all well, every day. Well, you know, probably like I bet you they were bombarded on the first day that they opened, and they and they had a, a half day. They're like, "Where the hell did all these kids come from?" But now they're prepared. But it was like. This military uniform style, like let's hey, get the job done. You so, got, you gotta, you gotta be prepared. You ever, ever go to like a, like a, like a fast food? So I know we're out of time. You ever go to like a fast food location and then like a, like a school bus of kids go, go in? Yeah. You ever see the look of fear in the eyes of the people who are working there? Yeah. They're like, oh my god, what are we, what are we gonna do? What, what are we gonna do? Because you don't get that kind of business at ten thirty in the morning. You no. usually that's a seven a.m. or a five p.m. or or you know lunchtime rush or whatever. But you don't get that at ten thirty. I know they have a, a, a McNugget blowout there if 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 they're not prepared. Who you is, always got to be prepared. Who was the nursing home that decided, hey this. Today would be a good idea to bring these folks down here. <laughs> yeah, let's bring the folks down so they can have a quiet coffee inside of the Dunkin' Donuts with all these kids around here. Uh, anyway, do you want to laugh? I do. All right. It's Bex and Nagel's joke of the day. I'm funny how? I mean, funny like I'm a clown. I amuse you. On Rock 102. I make you laugh? Springfield's <laughs> classic rock. Uh, so my girlfriend told me she's had it with me talking like I'm the editor of a clickbait news site. Okay. You won't believe what happened next. <laughs> get it? I see what you're doing yeah. there. Yeah, I get it. You won't believe the 26 reasons for leaving me were. <laughs> Number eight will shock you. And then there's this one weird trick. Divorce lawyers hate this one thing. <laughs> I could go on and on and on. You don't have to. Bax and Nagel in the morning on Rock 102, Springfield's classic rock. 6.34 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It's time for news. It's brought to you by Gary Rome Hyundai. Rent the all-electric Ionic 5 for 28 days. It includes insurance. Try it before you buy it. Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Uh, thanks, Bax. You're welcome, uh, Steve. I'm sorry. I just lost my spot here because there was something funny I want to talk about, but this is not funny. A South Hadley man will be charged for the deaths of two people that were struck and killed in East Hampton last August. The driver of the vehicle involved, 64-year-old Stuart Larkin of South Hadley, will be charged with two counts of negligent motor, negligent motor vehicle homicide and one count of speeding. He's expected to be arraigned on April 3rd. On August 2nd of... Uh, around 7.30 p.m., 81-year-old Edward Hanlon Jr. and 60-year-old Ayanna Murray were attempting to cross the street on Route 10 near the Burger King in East Hampton when they were struck by Larkin's vehicle. An investigation into the accident by East Hampton State Police concluded that Larkin should have seen the two people to avoid uh, hitting them. Uh, this sanitary code. See, I, I posted this on the Rock 102 morning page yesterday yeah new massachusetts sanitary code for landlords in effect next month okay 
The new language in the Massachusetts Sanitary Code goes into effect on April 1st that protect health, safety, and well-being of tenants. In a news release sent to 22 News from the Greenfield Mayor's Office, the Mass Public Health Council approved the amendments to the Fitness for Human Habitation Sanitary Code in October of 2022. In order for property owners to prepare for the new code, it was delayed for six months. The changes include promoting healthy living conditions, including updating requirements related to pest management, excess moisture, and standards for kitchen and closets. Now, the sanitary code revisions include required inspections for insects and wildlife, required mm-hmm. inspection excess moisture is present, kitchen sink is water lights with wall and countertop, kitchen floor and panty floor, uh, waterproof material, refrigerators with uh, freezers required, and closets that are too deep to have their own light. Steve, can I ask you a very important question? Yeah. What is a panty floor? Well, if you don't know, Bax, then you don't have one. I guess that that would be true. Where's the panty pantry? That's what I want to know. The floor of the pant, the it's the panty floor. Does it come with shells or a bunch of hooks? Well, you know, here's the thing though. I posted this picture on the rock one on the uh, on the morning show uh, Facebook page. Yes, and that was like last night. It's now, it's now um, it fixed. They have since repaired that. All because all because of you. I bet you. I wouldn't be surprised. I bet you somebody was looking at that going, Don't! Man, it got us again! How did we mess that up? <laughs> How could this have happened? This is ridiculous. I don't want to say what local politician it was, mm-hmm. but many years ago during the Mayflower Marathon, yeah. somebody referred to the Springfield Open Pantry as the Springfield Open Panty. Now, well, uh, you know. I don't want to embarrass the elected official that said that, but, you know, you can see how, you know, an errant stroke of the keys might uh, might affect a story like that or just, you know, a, a slip of the tongue and all of a sudden you turn the pantry into a panty. Well, it's like turning water into wine. Yes. Yeah, like the very biblical, very biblical. That's correct. Uh, let's see. Uh the Greater Springfield Senior Services Meal on Wheels program continued Tuesday with Mayor Dom Dom serving as celebrity meal driver. <laughs> the mayor went door to door delivering meals, causing a very positive stir among the Independence House residents who depend on senior services for a good meal every day. This was also the mayor's way of celebrating the 51st year of local and national senior nutrition uh, programs. I want to thank the greatest Springfield Senior Services, Jill Kehoe and her crew who deliver the meals here at Independence House on Roosevelt Avenue who need a good, warm, hot meal. And all I have to do is snap my fingers and bam, bread gets broken and thousands of people can get fed. You think he has the same uh, imposing domination of the elderly like he does for the rest of us? Uh, I don't know. Maybe. Because that guy could whip up meals just by uh, just by you know by like blinking his eyes like uh, like in bewitched. Yeah, like or, or his yeah yeah his right, nose, moving his nose moving his nose. Yeah, why? Well, you know what? That's like that's a mayor. You know what I mean? You go to door to door to deliver food for people mm-hmm. who uh, can't aren't that movable. I think that's a I think that's a pretty pretty damn good uh, act of kindness there. Those those people are are movable. They may not voluntarily, but you can move them around. Well, you can move them around, but uh, they may not they get there on their own. Maybe they don't want to be moved around. Did you ever think of that? It's nice to know that he was delivering strained food for all those elderly people.
Uh, and speaking of uh, random acts of kindness, uh, cops in a small Canadian town called Hanover picked up a, quote, suspicious older male last week for trying to hand out candy to kids. He pulled over his car last Wednesday, went up to a young boy walking home from school, and offered him a box of chocolates. Kids today are smart about this stuff, and the boy said no, but the guy was insistent. He said if he didn't want them, maybe his mom would. Cops eventually tracked him down and questioned him, but they didn't arrest him, and here's why. It turned out he was just trying to participate in Random Acts of Kindness Day. Ah, uh, yeah. The holiday was I back don't... on February 17th. What? Oh, if the holiday was back on February 17th, and this just happens the other day, yeah, that's uh, two weeks out. You missed it. Wait till next year. I don't think this has anything to do with random acts of kindness. He heard about it, and it supposedly inspired him. He's also been handing out candy to adults that day, and they released him after determining his attentions were genuine and pure. Were they young-looking adults? I don't know. See, yeah. that's the I'm thing. Only, yeah, I'm only giving... Yeah, I'm only giving candy to the adults that look like teenagers. Yeah, but yeah. but in an effort to not look like a total creep, let me give it to a couple of forty-year-olds and see if that uh, if that uh, you know softens the uh, the the shock of this all. I, that is probably how would you not think that handing out candy to kids and then when somebody rejects you, saying maybe your mom wants some. That is the creepiest yeah, thing that you could crazy. that a kid could encounter, even even an adult can encounter. Out on the street. You know, uh, when I was a kid, and, and we were living in Attleboro, uh, there used to be the ice cream man that uh, would you know drive his truck around, mm -hmm. okay? Uh, Ronnie Palagi was the guy's name, and he would stop like right in front of my house. Right in front of my house. So you know, when, when uh, Ronnie Palagi would come in the little ding-dong truck with the little uh, bells and everything, right. every, every kid in the neighborhood would come out uh, with, uh, with money and, and get themselves some ice cream. He would come like, a, I would say like, like 1 o'clock in the afternoon, right after lunch. But then there was another guy who had, uh, who was also selling ice cream in a station wagon in which all the windows were blocked out with stickers of ice cream treats. Oh, really? That freaked out everybody. That would freak anybody. Nobody out. ever bought ice cream from that guy because, because... I think he failed to understand the creepiness of his presentation. Had that guy bought a ding-dong cart just like Ronnie Palagi would, and right. Ronnie was, you know, a, a, a mensch, a man about the community, uh, then maybe he would have been able to, uh, to, to have a, a better job of, of drumming up business. But this guy... In his station wagon, yeah, with the wood grain option yeah, on the side—that's creepy—and all the windows are blocked out with stickers. You think I don't know, man? I listen. I don't. I don't want to push pop that much. So, sounds like this guy needs a marketing director, or needed a marketing director, <laughs> or a parole officer. Yeah. How can we rebrand you? Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's exactly it. First of all, drop the car. <laughs> you gotta, you gotta do something and you else. You gotta get better stickers on that window. <laughs> Your Pioneer Valley forecast today gonna be uh, sunny, or I guess maybe I don't know. Forty three for a high tomorrow. <laughs> More of the same. It's uh, twenty nine in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock one hundred two. Oh yeah. This week it's a Thunderbird Thursday with Bax and Nagel. Tune in around seven four.
and Joe Walsh with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Uh, it's going to be uh, partly to mostly cloudy with a high of 40. I'm changing it every time I come on. Part, most, uh, high of 43. Tomorrow, partly to mostly cloudy with a high of 44. It's 29 right now in downtown Springfield. You know, uh, Sunday is selection Sunday for the uh, for the NCAA tournament. Yeah. Uh, Rock 102 is uh, getting ready for Bracket Brawl. Uh, you know, brought to you by Bud Light. Go to rock102.com and sign up. Starting Sunday at 8 o'clock, uh, March 12th. So you make your picks. The best picks of the entire tournament get a $500 cash card. Pick every game correctly. It could be worth a million dollars. Bracket busted early. Don't worry about it. You get a chance to make a fresh bracket for the round of 16 and for the round of four. Best picks of those brackets win a $100 gift certificate from the Hangar Pub and Grill. It's Rock 2's Bracket Brawl presented by Bud Light. Easy to drink. Easy to enjoy. The Hangar Pub and Grill and Rock 102. Springfield's classic rock. All right, you, you know the uh, what? You sign up for the office pool yet? For the I brackets? I didn't know there. Oh well, yeah, I haven't done that yet. I have. I uh, I'm gonna. I'm gonna do it. Yeah, but no, we I'm, have a week until, or we have till Sunday at yeah, least. Yes, so I mean, I'm I'm ready to go. I'm ready to start making. I'm I'm ready to start picking. I think uh, last year I was uh, three million out of three million and one. <laughs> I don't know who that last guy. Yeah, is. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Um, but well, now uh, I'm, and I'm sure you'll hear it in the commercials when I talk about it. But that Bet MGM app is actually going to be going live, and all of these sports things that uh, fan duels and, and 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 things like that. Yeah, all of that stuff is going to be. You're going to be able to do that on on your phone now. So you don't have to go down directly to the casino. You can just get the MGM app or whatever and and, and uh, make your bets on there. But that's, I think that, what is that, this week. It's this week that they're going to unveil it. And then um, it'll yeah. be just in time for March Madness. Believe it's, uh, I believe it's Friday. Yes, it Friday is. Friday is the, yep. is the, the day that yep. everything turns around. Which, you know what, I mean, the, the, the infrastructure is there. Visa companies have been doing this for a long time. They understand how it how it works, uh, and I think it's going to be, you know, as long as you keep your wits about you and you do it, uh, you know, you do it you know, safely and don't go crazy with it, I think you're going to, it'll be fine. But uh, I don't know. Friday's the big day. Uh, I'm trying to see. Uh, oh, I was looking at my uh, my Facebook memories. Yeah. From this time back in 2020. Yeah. And like. We're starting with the hand sanitizers and the and the, and the masks and all that stuff. And my kids were making them and mm-hmm. they were making their home handmade sanitizer. We set up a shop out front of the house and people were buying it and the kids made like fifty bucks. Yeah, that's nice. And uh, it's just like, oh man, times were so much simpler back then. You remember, know? The, remember the good old days? We thought any good <laughs> pandemic is only going to last two or three weeks, and then we're all back to work. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. miss those days. I miss those days. I too. really do. Yeah, I do. I miss the days when it was just you and me and maybe one or two other guys yeah. in the entire building, and yeah. that was it. Yeah, yeah. It was just uh, it was so quiet around here. It was like tumbleweeds rolling oh, through the building. Man, yeah. it was, was it ever. Yeah. Those but, were uh, days. It's just weird to like actually look back on three years ago going, holy crap, we had to do all that. We had to. We were like forced to do to not go out and not do anything. And yeah, well, I mean, you know, it's still out there. Uh, not with the same vengeance. You know, not yeah, not with the same vicious evil that uh, that it had because it's it's morphed into something different. But nevertheless, man, I mean, if if this were to ever happen again, I would like to think that we're more prepared to handle it. Yeah, yeah, I. I 
I don't know. I don't know, man. Um, I, I, I'm uh, I'm very anti-pandemic at this point in my life. Oh, I, I, I don't know. I'm kind of pro-pandemic. Really? No, I'm very staunchly no, against it. Let's bring the lockdown thing back again so I don't have to go out of the house anymore. <laughs> yeah, that was the best part about it. It actually kind of was. Yeah. You know, in the beginning, I think it was like, wow, we don't have to do anything. And it, and Ooh, it working like, from home, and I like, could learn to like this. And, and like the longer it went on, I'm like contacting all these customers I had for a DJ. Like, obviously, nothing's going to happen. And, uh, you know, you're just canceling gigs. Yeah, you were just right. accumulating weekends off. And then all of a sudden, my entire schedule for like every Saturday that was filled from April through October, gone. It was just gone. Like there was nothing going on. Yeah. And even though, you know, it's a, it's uh, a loss of money out of your pocket, got to be something kind of nice about not having to go to like some dance hall on a Saturday night to play records for people. I mean, it's money out of your pocket, but you just budget yourself differently. You're not spending that kind of money all the time. And it was like, I just moved into my house. So I'm like, I'm going to get to know this place. (laughs) You know what? It's been three years. I still don't know what the hell is going on in there. I'm like, I didn't know. What is this thing? What's this doohickey do? I had one of those. I didn't know that. Oh, I have a thingamabob in my basement. (laughs) What's what's this doohickey over here? Mm. It's uh, 657 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. How cold is it out there? When will it switch? And now, Bax's View from the Couch. Brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Get instant savings with your Rocky's Ace Rewards card. Hey, good morning sports fans. How the heck are you? Folks, it's been more than a week since Aaron Rodgers, currently of the Green Bay Packers, emerged from his four-day darkness retreat. The man had four days of sitting in a dark room, bored out of his mind for the sole purpose of introspection and self-discovery. And where is he at today? Today he's sitting in a well-lit space, wondering if the Packers will be willing to trade him now that he's spoken directly to the New York Jets. Now, before I go any further, let me just say how much I appreciate all of you who have offered condolences and sympathies and have volunteered to provide a wellness check that should things escalate or go in the wrong direction. I would suggest that things have already gone in the wrong direction. That's why the guy had to be locked up in a darkened room for four days to figure out what he wants to do when he grows up. Here's the situation. Aaron Rodgers, for all his indisputable talents, is kind of a nutcase. The Green Bay Packers are a rudderless organization who, how shall I put this, have grown sick of his crap. The Jets are a football team and has not signed, has not seen the inside of a postseason matchup in 12 years. Of course, They would, however, send their owner, GM, their head coach, and their offensive coordinator out to see Aaron Rodgers because they've got nothing else to lose. So what's going to happen? Listen, Aaron Rodgers has got two choices. He can either play football for a living or he can retire. Personally, I think he's going to retire. Why? Because the man just spent four days in a box without access to a single light bulb or a Wi-Fi connection. A year and a half ago, he was hosting episodes of Jeopardy. That does not sound like a guy who is convinced that he still wants to play football at 39 years old. That sounds to me like a guy who doesn't really want to play football anymore. Because a guy who wants to play football is usually the guy who doesn't hesitate to tell you about it. Aaron Rodgers, on the other hand, hasn't done that. Which means, at the end of the day, the Jets are probably going to miss the postseason this year, too. But 
But hey, and if I'm yapping, sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. You're a nature lover? I knew it. Head over to Rocky's. Pick up miracle Grow potting mix. Two cubic feet, 15 bucks. Get a 10-pen bag of bird seed for $19. The birds are singing. Your plants are happy. Life is good thanks to your neighborhood Rocky's Ace Hardware. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. How many times you gonna play this song this morning? Rocky Mountain Way is a great song. It, it, it nicks it. It's time to turn it off now. <sighs> yeah. And then when you kill it, make sure you turn the volume back up so then when you go into the commercials that we don't have the low volume and then you're going, oh, what happened? Because that was what would happen. Uh, okay. Yeah. I uh, like I played twice, but the reason I played it twice is and and you know Joe Walsh is still alive, so don't worry, it's not the he's not dead. No, he's not dead. Yeah. He's actually. Doing okay, Joe Walsh. If you, if, but that's if, a great song. It's one of my favorite Joe Walsh songs. So I figured uh, I felt like listening to it a second time. Believe me, uh, when Joe Walsh passes away, we'll have that remembering Joe Walsh. Joe Walsh. Yeah, 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 that's, yeah. Okay. that's the way it's gonna go. All right. So anyway, uh, you got to hear some extra Joe Walsh. Is that such a bad thing? No. You played an album. You probably hear two uh, Joe Walsh songs in a row. Yeah. You listen to Rock 102, you probably hear it far more times today anyway. Yeah, yeah right. But all of a sudden, I'm the yeah. inattentive a-hole in the room. Well, hey, it happens. It happens to the best of us. <laughs> uh, so I, uh, I've i been really, uh, really cracking down on this Peloton thing. And, you really, uh, uh, I don't want you to take this the wrong way. Yeah. You're starting to be a little obsessive about it. I am obsessive about it. and I, I here, Here's the thing. I go through periods in my life of douchey things you know yes you do like uh one time i tried to do that magnet fishing thing which i still kind of do sometimes but still it's still fun but it's a douchey thing to do it's a douchey thing okay yeah it's like anything it's like any kind of hobby is douchey because you're getting really into it you know what i mean Oh, I don't know. I mean, uh, you know, like my rock collection, I'm very proud of. Uh, you know, I used to, used to uh, use Bob Kester. Uh, remember him? I do. Yeah. Uh, I used to him as, a, as an example all the time because Bob was this, like, versatile guy who just got into certain things, did them, like, all out for a couple of years, right. and then would move on to something else. Like, you would do the pottery. Yeah, he's the, the Harry Potter, which yeah. I thought was a very interesting name. The Harry Potterer. That's oh, that's right. That's yes. what it was. Yes, and uh, and you know, but but he would get into different things. One time, he was panning for gold in the Westfield River, and he bought a sluice and everything. Like it was like, <laughs> like he he just went all out and, and did it. But it's like now that I'm finally into these workouts, I'm trying. <laughs> that's that's the kind of stuff you do when your wife is working deal it really really well. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean. <laughs> And Bob, Bob's wife was doing pretty damn well. Uh, hey, Bob, hey, Bobby was up to six fifty by the time he left here. Oh, yeah. $6.50 an hour. <laughs> he was really making it. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, that's that's what it is. Like, people just get into stuff. Yeah. And now that I've been doing this for 11 weeks straight, I, I like doing it. I like doing it most of the time. I don't like doing it some of the time, but when I, I have to, like, force myself to do a workout. Mm-hmm. 
And then once I'm in in the groove, yeah. then in my mind, I'm like, well, I can't screw up my stats now. I have to finish this workout. See, for me, it's a, it's kind of, a, I mean, I don't know if it's if it's different. I mean, I I, I always have good intentions. Like, yeah. You know, we got that rowing machine, right? Yeah. And I was doing the rowing machine like a gorilla. I was rowing, rowing, rowing every, like every day for like three weeks. Yeah. Then all of a sudden, uh, I mashed up my knee while rowing. Right. Well, that rowing machine is now out of my house and somebody in, into somebody else's houses. Uh, same thing with that exercise bike. I was uh, pedaling, 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 pedaling. Yeah. All of a sudden, I said, I'm bored pedaling. So I don't pedal anymore. And then I was swimming, stroking, yeah. stroking, stroking, stroking. And then all of a sudden, I just found other things to do. I got busy, and I haven't been right. stroking uh, as much as I used to. And I know I want to get back to it, but I've been uh, kind of like a – in a stroke-free zone. So were you, uh, were you stroking it to the east? I was stroking, stroking it, it to, to the, the west. west. I stroke it to the warm or not. I love the best. I'm stroking. Um, yeah, but see, you know, you, you injured yourself, and yeah. then you became disinterested in it. Yes, because I don't like uh, injuries. Right. But, you know, they say it takes six weeks to make or break a habit. I've never you... actually gotten to six weeks. Yeah, see, this is, this is the turning point. I got to six weeks, and I'm like, I feel, I'm starting to feel pretty good. Well, like, I have to say, yeah. and, and I mean this in a, in a, in a very uh, masculine but non-confronting way. Yeah. Suddenly, you are cut like a diamond. You what? are a brick crap house, you my know, friend. Here, here's the thing that has typically always happened to me as far as losing weight. Because I can lose a ton of weight. Anybody can lose a ton of weight. You just got to be disciplined and you just got to stop eating. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. And uh, you, you got to stop doing all the things you enjoy. But most of the time that, I, that I've ever lost weight in my life, it's usually have been to like an anxiety filled, um, you know, uh, oh, is a trip to Anxiety Island for you uh, because you don't want to eat because something, you know, uh, catastrophic happened to you mm -hmm. or, or something major and you, you just don't want to eat right that the weight just sheds off at that point but it always comes back because once you start feeling better about yourself you're like oh yeah i'm gonna have this giant piece of chocolate cake i'm gonna re reward myself with a pie and that's uh you know kind of what happened to me last year i was uh you know i not only did i you know have like this anxiety period but then i uh i was I had mono. I wound up getting mono. Yeah, right. Weird. You don't want 40, that. 42-year-old man That's like the kissing mono. disease, right? Yeah, but uh, I'm convinced it was from a dirty spoon at a restaurant. I believe that. Yeah, that's kind of where I'm going with that because nobody else I knew had mono, which was weird. But anyway- but I lost a lot of weight doing that. Yeah. But then, like, you know, like you said, you just, like, if you get out of the habit of doing something, then you go back to those old habits and you start eating, not eating the way you really should. Mm -hmm. and, and eating is a huge portion of the exercise thing. But now I'm get to the point where, like, I'm down 12 pounds since the beginning of January. And, yeah, but, and, your, but your body shape has changed dramatically, much more than 12 right, pounds. Right, and that's the thing that people don't get. They don't realize that, okay, yeah, you can drop weight and look great, but if you're not doing it in a slow progression, then you're, I don't think you're going to be as successful keeping it off. Well, you remember when I lost like a, like a ton of weight and yeah. I was like a local inspiration for like a half a second? Right. Uh, you know, we were told at, uh, with key hypnosis, which, you know, unfortunately is no longer operating, but, uh, that the, the that being a slave to the scale mm -hmm. is actually kind of a counterproductive thing. Yeah. Right. Because when you think about 
you know, what your body can do and how it fluctuates, whether it's water retention or salt or, you know, whatever it may be, you could easily be three pounds heavier today than you were yesterday without you really having to do a whole hell of a lot as a result of it. So, you know, and psychologically it plays a game on you because if you feel like you're not lost enough, you kind of get exasperated and say, ah, to hell with it. I'm yeah. going to, I'm going to go eat a pie. But you know, if you, if you're on the scale every day and you lost weight, you say, well, you know what? I just had five pounds of weight loss. I'm going to celebrate with a pie. Yeah. You can't it, do that. It's a self-fulfilling but, prophecy. But, but here's, and, and that's the thing. You can't deprive yourself of things. And this is what I've done. I, I've. I said to myself, I'm not going to try to do this like all protein, all vegetable right. diet because I know I can lose weight that way. I but I also want to be a healthier person because it's not healthy for you to just drop weight like that, right? Uh, so frequently, especially if I had just done it six or seven months prior, you, you know, it's not healthy to keep doing that to your body. Mm-hmm. So. What, I just said, you know what? I'm just going to keep eating the way I'm eating, and I'm just going to push these workouts and see where I can get through. And as time goes on, I'm eating less. I'm eating less because your body is telling you you don't want that stuff, or yeah. or you're craving different things. Like you don't, you get done with a workout, the last thing you want is a piece of chocolate triple layer cake. Yeah, no, I go. You know, I know. you'd rather have something. You know, like I need a, I need some kind of fluid juice or something like that, and a protein shake. Now, uh, since the pandemic, mm-hmm. uh, I have put on, uh, I won't lie, a, a good deal of weight. It happens. Though. It happens. But, but, but see, that's that's the thing. You know, you can't beat yourself up over that. And I and I'm not because yeah. you know I'm going to get back on the uh, on the wagon uh, very soon. Maybe sooner than you may think. But uh, you know, the one thing that uh, that is not real motivating to me is when you have a fat shaming douchebag make uh, <laughs> you make comments every time. I have to hold up a cup of coffee on uh, on on the social medias. You notice that a lot. I do, and uh, I find that to be completely unnecessary. But you can't let that bother you. I you're, don't listen. You're you, and, and you know I came to terms with this a long time ago. You're in a position where people not only I, I mean you put yourself out there. Sure, you, you're publicly putting yourself out there. You make yourself vulnerable. You tell personal stories about your life, and people kind of like, oh, well, you feel like you're part of the family. That's just the it, it, that's just the way it is. True. And some people who feel like they know you enough just from your social media antics and your radio stories feel that. Hey, you know what? I could just this guy. He's like a good buddy of mine. Hey, mm-hmm. your stomach's sticking out. Uh, you know. Yeah. Yeah, but you know the uh, and I agree with you that that is the mindset of some people. But you you also have to keep in mind who they're dealing with. Ain't no one gonna bust your balls harder than I am, and I'll come at you with both barrels if I have to. But but see, that's the thing that you have to start doing more because yeah. I see you getting on the defensive sometimes about that. But you can't let that bother you. You just gotta go back and go. You know, I don't go to your job and slap the black, uh, you know, the, right, the I know. thing out I of know. your mouth, right? Mm-hmm. I don't even know what I was trying to say there. I know, but it almost but, sounds like you were going to uh, get us fired. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, I can if you want me to. No, I really don't. Yeah. I really don't because that would mean I'd be unable to afford the food I want to put in my mouth later. Right, right. Uh, but, no, I mean, it, listen, I, anybody who is overweight yeah. is fully aware of it. They, they don't really need you to tell them that they're overweight. They kind of already know. Yeah. They're kind of 
they've kind of seen <laughs> the hints. So I'm just saying, you know, you don't need to uh, to participate in the shaming, even if you think, oh, it's all in good fun. Yeah, it's not well, really that much fun. I, I'm, I'm on the side of if you can come up with a really clever insult, something that you put some time and effort into, mm-hmm. or even if it wasn't time and effort, and you're just that witty that you came up with something really good, I'll give you the credit. Oh, 100% I will too. All the time, I will too. The it's the cheap shot thing that is not funny. It's not funny, and people think they're being funny, and they're not. No, and it's more and and. But I look at those people going, well, guess what? You're just mad about something else going on in your life that you got to take it out on a guy who's on the radio. There have been times, and I don't mean to make the sound like a like a whole bunch of hostility and bitterness, where someone will make a comment. And then I go on their Facebook just to see who this person is. Yeah. And I see what they look like and the background that they come from. And I'm like, woof. That glass That's, house, it could easily be shattered absolutely. with one or two one or two rocks. But here's the thing though. Uh, don't don't read that stuff. You can't read that. I stuff. Uh, most of the times I really don't and I don't let it bother me. But there are some times where I'm like for whatever reason like that one will or this one will. But most of the times I'm okay with it. But it's like, you know, I guess it just depends on the cyclical part of my own self-esteem fluctuating, you know, from time to time. Yeah, but people are going to be jerks no matter what, with or without social media. I think social media is the thing that's killing it for you because you're reading it over and over and over again. Yeah. And by the way, if I'm hoisting a cup of coffee, it's because I really like coffee. Yeah. Just hang in there, Bax. You're going to be okay. Oh, I'm going to get it. I'm going to be a piece of ass not too far from yeah. now. Oh, yeah. Oh, piece yeah. Of ass. You bet that's All right. right. It's 723 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Hi, it's Hank. Uh, 726 with Max and Nagel on Rock 102. Tonight, you and I are going to be at the uh, the Student Prince in Springfield for some celebrity bartending to raise uh, funds for the uh, the Boy Scouts. We did this uh, last year. A lot of fun. We're going to talk to somebody about that a little bit later on this hour. Okay. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, no, I was. Uh, it's quite all right. <sighs> I didn't realize we were back. On, I thought you were doing one of those commercials. No, I no, no. Tuning you out. I'm yeah, sorry. I, no, I was actually talking about something we're doing tonight. Oh, uh, I apologize for That's that. Quite all right. Yeah. Well, yeah. I, I'm sorry. My mind was in the Bahamas for a second. <laughs> I can I easily see. I was sitting see. on a beach. And oh yeah. Enjoying a, a pina colada. I can totally a, yeah. see why you'd be doing that. Uh, so, hey, what's going on? Uh, not too much. We have news next to Rock 102. Here's your Western Mass News first alert forecast. 7.30 with Bags and Nagel on Rock 102. It's time for news brought to you by Gary Rome Hyundai. Rent the all-electric Ionic 5 for 28 days. It includes insurance. Try it before you buy it. Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Uh, thanks, Bax. Uh, a South Hadley man will be charged for the deaths of two people that were struck and killed in East Hampton last August. The driver of the vehicle involved, 64-year-old Stuart Larkin of South Hadley, will be charged with two counts of negligent motor vehicle homicide and one count of speeding. He's expected to be arraigned on April 3rd. On August 2nd, around 7.30 p.m., 81-year-old Edward Hanlon Jr. and 60-year-old Iona Murray were attempting to cross the street on Route 10 near the Burger King in East Hampton when they were struck by Larkin's vehicle. An investigation into the accident by East Hampton State Police concluded that Larkin should have seen the two people in time to avoid hitting them. Uh, Holyoke. 
Damaris Aponte has a plan for Blossom Flower, her cannabis startup that she says will marry cultivation, manufacturing, and delivery of product to retailers and customers. But she needs more than a plan and her enthusiasm. She uh, needs a place to do business equipped with ventilation, security, and a sally port for the secure transfer of cannabis in and out of trucks and vans. They're talking about a marijuana mall in Holyoke. Really? Yeah. Huh. Are there any uh, precedents set of malls and shopping centers in the town, the city of Holyoke? Not not that I know of yet. She'll get it at uh, the Riverside Mill, located at 1 Cabot Street in the Paper City's Manufacturing District downtown on the canals, which owner, owner Thomas Cusano and building uh, contractor Schweitzer Construction are transforming into a marijuana mall or a cannabis co-hosting working space. That's actually kind of cool. Yeah. The only thing is, it's like you're oversaturating the area. There must be like three dispensaries, I think, down in that area already. There's two right next to each other, and then there's another one like not too far from there. It's like it's if it's all in the same area. Yeah, like well, you're kind of oversaturating the market. The thing is, I mean, and and and, uh, and please take no offense to this. I haven't spent a whole lot of time in any dispensary. Right. So I couldn't tell you, you know, like what. What separates one from the other? Like, what does one do that the other one does not? Because it's pretty much, for the most part, all marijuana. Right. You know, I mean, I understand there's like a difference between, say, like uh, like a Five Guys and, uh, say, like a Hardee's. I understand the difference between the two. I can see it, taste it, and smell it. But in, a can- in dispensaries, I don't know what one does to make themselves a better experience than the next. Well, I mean, like I say, you know, I've been saying this all along now. Because it's still not federally deregulated, you only have a finite number of sources where cannabis comes from in this state. And right. it's only in this state. So you're not getting those, you know, uh, California strains and all that stuff because yeah. you can't grow it here. Like it had, or it, or you can grow it, but it just has to be grown here. It's not like it's being grown in California. When that becomes federally deregulated, then I think that'll actually open up more competition because you got, then you'd have, it would be kind of like a liquor store. Some liquor stores have the high end liquor that you want to go buy. Like right. you want to buy that two hundred dollar bottle of Johnny Walker. It'll be the same with the cannabis thing because you say, well, you got the uh, the you know. Acapulco Gold, I don't know, whatever the name of the strain is, and it only comes from a certain place, and only this place has it. Right. I think that'll be the thing that kind of revives that well, industry. It, that'll be interesting to see. I know for me, if I go into a liquor store, I usually go because of its approximate distance to my house. Right. You know, as opposed to, do they have the best selection and best price? Well, you know, that's important, but, you know, how far do I really want to go to get to there? Yeah, uh, I'm trying to, I'm, I, I'm, I'm being distracted. Because I'm trying to find, I'm trying to send this to myself because we're talking about malls. Yeah. And we're not going to do now here this because we have an interview coming up. Right. right? So uh, I have this uh, this video of a commercial from the Eastfield Mall from the 1990s. Really? And for some reason, it's not coming over into my. Uh, oh, let's, let's not try that. Uh. No, no, it's not no. coming over into my email to, for me to get it. Oh, really? For some reason, it's not showing up there. Anyway, it's a, it's this great old retro commercial. And, like, all these things are going on there, and some lady says she wants to find a husband. At the Eastfield Mall? Yeah. 
Oh, I think I, I think I got. It. There's an ad first. Okay. Uh, all, right. all right. Five, three, all right. Three, two, one. Here right. we go. All right. Excuse me. What are you shopping for this holiday season? I'm here for a gift. Well, you're in the right place. With over 90 great stores and restaurants, Eastfield Mall's got just what you need, all on one easy shopping level. One level. Hiking's a breeze. It's just what we need. It's just what we need. It's really simple. Eastfield Mall. <laughs> it's the perfect holiday mall. It's just what I need. I need a husband. <laughs> well, just to have everything you need for the holidays and for the stores you really shop. Eastfield Mall, Springfield. All right. Whew. And here they are talking about taking a wrecking ball to it. It is kind of funny to watch stuff like that, to go back and see. Like, it was a hustling and bustling shopping mall at one point. Yes, of course it was. And now it's a desolate wasteland, uh, eventually going to be turned into a cannabis dispensary. I'll take you back into the olden days. I remember when when malls first started, yeah. and people were all bugged out about what this was going to do to the local mom and pa shop. Yeah, because everything because the mall was so convenient for everybody. Um, and now here we talking about all oh, the internet's <laughs> killed the malls, the mom and pa owned yeah, malls. Yeah, the mom and pa owned malls. So I'm uh, so uh, uh, you don't have to turn the sound on, um, but I'm just reading like they're flashing stores that yeah. are in there, and here we go, Carlton Cards. Okay. CVS. Sure. Ethnic Creations. JT Raps. I don't even know what that was. I have no idea. Uh, Mall Florist. That that, mm. that was the generic florist. Mall, the Mall Florist. Mall Florist. Matthews Hallmark. Spencer Gifts. And uh, let's see if they mention any other one. I, the, the anchor stores were J.C. JCPenney. Um, it says it at the end. J.C. Penney, let's see. Uh, was J.C. Ma- Penney, Sears, and Steigers were the three wow. anchor stores at that mall. Wow. Where was the Steigers? Where? The- you weren't here for that. Though, no. Probably. I mean, I got here in 95. So back then, Macy's, I think. Or was it Lord & Taylor? Oh, God, I don't even remember. I'm I don't even to, remember. I know Sears was on one end, right? Yeah. And J.C. Penney's on the other end. Where was the Steigers? Was that Where Macy's is. Where, where's Macy's in the middle? Uh, I don't know because see the Macy's sign has been taken off the building. Yeah, I can't remember yeah, where well, things that, were. That's that's a problem too. Uh, there's a uh, other stuff coming out of Holyoke too. Uh, yeah, the mall from um, I, I'm just like all over the place this morning, dude. I'm just like a, I'm like a wreck. My mind is like a jumbled mess. Let's just, uh, let's take one step at a time here. Yeah. What's the story you have in front of you? I have a story. Oh, yeah, this is the one I wanted to do. Okay, yeah. there you go. A recent audit of the Holyoke Police Department found low morale against the rank and file. At the top of the list of threats listed under the section of for patrol officers and detectives, City Hall. City councilors at Monday's meeting of the Public Safety Committee addressed the audit for the first time in public, which found several high-risk areas within the department and the city of Holyoke. The audit made note that Israel Rivera, an at-large city councilor, is a convicted felon and is the chair of the Public Safety Committee. Another councilor, Wilma Puelo uh, Mota, 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 is on bail, a release from Rhode Island on child sex abuse image charges. A city councilor previously referred to the, par- to the department as a gang. Uh, I was named as a threat to the police department, Jose Maldonado-Velez, an outlarge city councilor, said on Monday night. Maldonado-Velez uh, previously raised concerns about the city uh, acquiring ShotSpotter, the gun detection, gunshot detection device, at a September meeting where he said police are, quote, a gang that comes out in force. 
The city's police union held a press conference in response where members condemned the comments and described the gang reference as derogatory. On Monday, Maldonado Velez said the audit added to some of his concerns about how much training police have to respond to gun-related incidents. Maldonado Velez said the city council has approved all funding requests from the uh, mayor and the council is here trying to make things better for every single department. To be named a threat is really frustrating. Well, it's it's a peeing contest back and forth. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you called them gangs, then they're telling you you're a threat, and now you're offended by it. It's I feel I feel like breaking out a song from West Side Story. You know, I'm I'm under the impression, uh, you know, as far as the police go in this country, yeah, that it's just like any other profession. There are bad police officers and there are good police officers. Sure, and I like to think that there are more good ones out there than there are bad ones. And you know, I mean, I base that on the ones uh, that I know, and uh, I don't, you know, uh, I don't see. Th- I think when we look at, like, the media and see how, like, dangerous things is, like, that stuff doesn't happen as often as you think it does because it's virally in your face because it's a video. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I know what you mean. But I also know that when the media reports on things, it does sensationalize reality. Yeah, it does because you're not taking the whole story into account. You're only taking this one piece of video and you're doing it. And it's oh, not only, to say that somebody's not at fault, but it's right. the way you present things and the way you make it think like everybody, every, this is happening everywhere. It's not. But on the other hand, you know, someone could hear the story and say, how'd they elect those people? That's exactly how what they, I'm how, getting yeah, at. How'd they like, elect those guys? It's, it's, it's hypocritical at best. You know what I mean? Well, sometimes it is. And sometimes like you legitimately question, how did this guy get elected based on his background? And sometimes it happens. That's why we have election cycles. So if he tur- if it turns out that he is not, that person is not up for the job, you have the right to elect somebody new. Yeah. And, it, and it's kind of ironic that a person who, because you, you can be a convicted felon and be an elected official, can you? Well, you wait. If you're a convicted you're a felon, felon, you, you can't, can't even vote. vote. No. So how are you even on a board? How are you even on a city council then? I don't know how that happened. Uh, that's a good question. I mean, and it's also fair to say, well, how come, you know, some cops don't get disciplined as, you know, what you do? And But there's so many p- moving pieces to that. You know, it's not just as simple as, like, you know, uh, somebody can get fired. Like, it, there's just unions. The, 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 the felony thing yeah. is kind of hard to, to get past. I mean, you know, how do you vote for someone who's been uh, a convicted felon? Yeah, you know, can they hold elected office? I mean, are are there laws against that? You know, clearly something must have uh, slipped through the cracks here. If that is in fact the case, I don't know. I don't. I don't know the answer. You know what, Officer Bumble should be on that city council. I agree. Hey, <laughs> sorry, I missed the vote. I was in the bathroom and I was pooping. Anybody seen my service weapon? In a uh, totally unrelated story, did you see that uh, Henry Thomas, uh, the longtime president of the uh, Springfield Urban League, is retiring? No, I didn't know that. Good for Henry. Henry is a good man. He's been uh, he has been with the Urban League for nearly fifty years, and uh, he is uh, he is retiring. So good for him. Congratulations, Henry. Well yes, deserved. Very, very, uh, very well done job, or very a job. Well, how do I say that? Uh, good job and good on you.
Yes, there you go. Yes. Uh, if you're feeling negative energy at home, you might open up some windows, add some plants, or just take a relaxing bath with a bath bomb. How am I supposed to do all that when I'm too busy crying in the fetal position? Well, I was going to say, I'm usually sitting on the couch scarfing down Cheetos, <laughs> masking my feelings. Yes. Uh, there's a 37-year-old woman in Utah named Crystal Moss who took a more aggressive approach. She was arrested over the weekend after setting fire in her apartment building that spread and completely burned six other units. Thankfully, no one was seriously seriously hurt. She told police she, quote, intentionally used a Bic lighter to ignite a tree of life, which was placed inside a cauldron near her bedroom closet. It was uh, taking a while. Uh, she poured a little bottle of alcohol on it to speed up the process. She said she was trying to, quote, burn away the negative energy, sadness, and pain hmm. in her life. How'd that work? Well, ironically, she has negative energy, sadness, and more pain in her life from losing her possessions. It seemed like such a good plan. Plus, she was also booked into the Salt Lake County Jail on arson charges, likely bringing a new level of negative energy, sadness, and pain into her life. <laughs> Some people just don't think, man. They by just the, don't think. By the way, I got an answer to uh, what was uh, where things were. Yeah. Uh, J.C. Penney and Macy's, formerly Steigers, at each end, Sears in the middle. Sears in the middle. Okay. Sears was in the middle. Yeah, so I, there you go. I don't remember that that well. I just remember the Sears Auto Center. See, by the time I got back uh, back here, Steigers was long gone. Yeah, that that was like that's that's way past. You got to be of a certain age. Remember shopping at Steigers? Yeah, you do. Uh, your Pioneer Valley forecast today is going to be uh, cloudy for the most part, with a high of forty-four. Tomorrow, cloudy again. With a high of 44, it is 30 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Ah, yeah. You've heard it or said it before. I'm lucky to have a room. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 7.50 and Guns and Roses with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. And so good we'll play it again after uh, 8 o'clock. No, I'm not going to play that. <laughs> what, do you, what do you think of me? I'm crazy? Well, uh, we're just uh, trying to kill time for tonight for the big bartending event. Listen, tonight we're going to be at the Student Prince uh, to uh, to raise money, some celebrity bartending uh, for the Boy Scouts. On the phone is one of the organizers is uh, Mike Sikenti. Good morning, Mike. How you doing? Good morning, guys. How are you? Good. Uh, very, very good. So uh, tell us about... You all, re you all ready for tonight, guys? I, I'm, I, listen, I am going to shake people down like you've never seen. I'm going to try to double time what I did last year. Are you there? Hello? Hello? Are you there? Oh, well, uh, I had, uh, had a little bit of a mishap here. You want some dialing music? Yeah, just, you give, me a, give me a second there, yeah. Uh, uh, I, don't, I don't have any dialing music. I'm just, uh, I, yeah, I'll just uh, okay, do well, dialing well, gibberish. Well, How about just, this? Uh, you know, one time this I was back in the days. And, uh, you know, things were different around here years ago. Uh, you know, uh, there used to be an extra okay. person in here. Let's see if this does Okay. Good morning. Uh, right. Mike, Mike Sikenti, please. Yeah, that's it's me. It's me, Mike. Can All right, good. Me? Yeah, and I can hear yeah, you. I can on, hear you fine. And, and, and you're on the air. <laughs> for, Very good. Yeah, now, you asked <laughs> me whether I was ready for tonight and uh, celebrity oh. bartending. I am going to shake people down like they've never seen. Look, Mike, the only reason I'm doing this again this year is because that was such an amazing uh, uh, show that you put on last year. That uh, I only want. I want. I came back again to do it so I could see you. Yeah, guys, thank you very much. I just want to give you a quick rundown. Um, so first of all, all of the, 
I'm here to what I would call energize the base. <laughs> energize the base. Oh, yeah, we're doing lots of that. <laughs> so, so anyway, so everyone out there in uh, Rock 102 land, grab your pens right now because I've got something I want to share with you. Okay, www.wmascouting.org slash server 2023. That's the, uh, I'll repeat it again, wmascouting.org slash server 2023. So anyway, guys, thank you very much. Uh, Yeah. Well, wait a minute, wait a minute. Let me, let me, you, you need to explain that because, and this is actually something that a lot of other organizations do not do, and I think this is maybe like a, a brilliant thing on on your part. That is a website in which you can, whether or not you show up at the student prints, is almost I- I- irrelevant. We would appreciate you do, but you can do- you can you can tip whatever server you want just by going to that website. It's another way of extracting some money for the Boy Scouts. Yes, sir. Well, yes, I think sir. That, and nobody does that. I think that's a, such a great idea. Well, thank you very much. But the uh, so what I would like to do to energize your base <laughs> is I would like to <laughs> I would like to you're, you're going to hear it three more times. Oh, God! Right. I would like to have everybody in your listening audience go to that website and leave a ten dollar and twenty one cent donation either for Mike Baxendale or for Steve Nagel. And, and, and tonight, tonight we're going to see which one of you guys gets more online donations. Ooh, so $10.21. Yeah. And I may even throw in a pork shank dinner for either one of you. I know you're both trying to lose some weight. I just heard that story. Yeah, yeah but I, I didn't change so, uh, my diet. I can eat whatever you want. Yeah, I'll, I'll take a cheese curd. I'm on a very high pork diet. My, my yeah. doctor says I'm actually pork deficient. Well, you you've got about another uh, two hours and fifteen minutes to keep throwing this website out there and driving your base to the um, to that website. But anyway, yeah, we've got we've got a great cast tonight. We've got uh, a nine-time consecutive reigning Elvis tribute artist, a great guy, Ray Gilmet. We've got the inventor of the panini, uh, the hot table panini, John Devoy. We've got Jack Dowd, the insurance guru. We've got Chris Thompson. This, is, this man owns a professional baseball team, the Westfield Starfires. Yep. We've got Matt Satil, the anchor on the, uh, for weekends at Western Mass News. This guy's a rock star. We've got the uh, bank executive vice presidents, and we've got the king of hand air dryers, Billy Gagnon from East Longmeadow, XL hand dryer. But nothing... I can say this with all honesty, nothing tops the show that you're going to see at 6.15 p.m. tonight. All right. Yeah. <laughs> so let me let me just uh, you know, back up a little bit. Last year, I, when, when, last we, year. when we did this, you told me that this was the most successful uh, you know, celebrity bartending event the Student Prince has, has had in years. Tell me about, about that. So last year... Um, we walked out of there. The Boy Scouts walked out last year at probably 9 o'clock. I think we shut the place down. Yep. But you remember, Michael, how packed it was in there. I mean, it, it was standing room only, um, and we had raised 
just a, a hair under $30,000. And when I Amazing. told uh, the owners, they said that they had never seen that before um, for any event. And I have to attribute a lot of that to you, Mike. So now that we've got your uh, partner in crime, Steve, there tonight, mm -hmm. it should be even bigger. Yeah, well, so, if you're, uh, you're going to go to Student Prince tonight, and again, it's from 530 to 830, make sure you're bringing cash because I'm coming for you. Yeah, be prepared and bring your cash with you. Ooh, be prepared. Yeah. That's the Boy Scout motto. Yeah. That's correct. You, you do know you have, Steve, yeah. do you still have your canteen that you spoke about last year? You know what? You remember I that story you told me about? Uh, which canteen? Because uh, I had canteen a canteen that you used, that you used to fill with uh, with, with uh, things besides water. Oh yeah, but I I didn't do that in the Boy Scouts. You uh, didn't? Well, yeah. Maybe you sh maybe you should bring that canteen nah. and leave it on the bar. Tonight. Well, yeah, I'm sure I'm sure one, I'm sure one of you drinkers down there will. Ah, somebody left our canteen. Yeah. Just remember, when you go down there, we want people who are trustworthy, loyal, helpful, friendly, courteous, kind, obedient, cheerful, thrifty, brave, clean, and reverent, and cash happy. If that's not a way to energize your base, I've never seen one, Mike. We are energizing our base there you go. every second. Mike, we're all out of time. We're going to see you tonight at the Student Prince. Again, it's from 530 to 830 tonight. Uh, celebrity bartending for the Western Mass Council of uh, the Boy Scouts of America. Good to talk to you, Mike. We'll see you Michael? tonight. Yes. See you. Thanks. One more time. WMAScouting.org slash server. 2023, a $10.21 online tip for either Bax or Steve. Awesome. Thank you very much, guys. I appreciate it. See you tonight. You, you bet. It's uh, 7.58 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Is I-91 icy? Is the Mass Pike closed? Rock 102 is always live and local with up-to-the-minute storm information and reports. Powered by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Winter Storm Head and Led Zeppelin Black Dog with Bax and Nagel and Rock 102. Uh, it is going to be uh, partly cloudy today with a high of 44. More of the same for tomorrow. It is 30 right now in downtown Springfield. Uh, when was the last time you flew? Pre-pandemic, I could tell you that. Yeah. At least. And I'm trying to think. Well, I've, I've flown since then. No, I, I, I can't even remember the last. I No, I no, the last time I flew was to uh, Fort Lauderdale. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm finally taking a flight after. Well, I, I I used to fly like all the time, like every year, like yeah. go to Florida or whatever for the year. And obviously, my mom doesn't live there anymore, so I don't really go there. Um, but uh, I haven't flown since uh, last October. I went down to see my. It was October of 2021. Yeah, that I went down to see my mom, and then that was the last time I flew. Uh, I don't know. These incidents here, I'm reading this story from the Boston Herald. Uh, U.S. Representative Stephen Lynch is calling for a review of FAA flight operations and an update on investigations into three recent troubling incidents at Boston Logan International Airport. On Monday morning, the right wing of a United Airlines plane struck the tail of another United plane as they were both set for departure. Oh, well, you got You know, the worst part about that is you got to get out. You got to get your insurance information. You got to exchange. Right. You got to wait for the airport police to show up. Yeah, and, then and you then know. you know you may have to fill out a a, a report the yeah. following day. Oh, it's terrible. Uh, one week before that incident, a JetBlue plane preparing to land had a close call with a Learjet. Let me just uh, see what that meant. Uh, yeah. They had to have an aborted landing because they came so close to hitting this Learjet. 
I mean, and Logan is one of the scarier airports to land in or take off in. I mean, maybe landing more so because you look down and it's just the runway. like <laughs> and The runway and water. It, water right yeah. behind it. So uh, it can be a little unnerving to, uh, to, to land a plane. But don't like... Uh doesn't like the like the the control tower kind of operate a little bit of everything. I mean, don't they kind of manage the traffic on the runways? Yeah, like if like two planes are too close together, doesn't someone in the uh, in the control tower kind of see that? Well, that's why this guy is calling for a review because there's something going on where these incidents aren't just happening at Logan. There's a, there's incidents happening throughout the country, and it's you know a question of do we have enough people to do these jobs? Do we have enough people to 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 man these you know flight? Um, what what did you just call them? Air traffic controllers? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah the control tower, or whatever. Yeah, right. And that's like one of the most stressful jobs to be an air traffic controller. Yeah, you ever see that movie Pushing Tin with? Uh, Billy Bob Thornton and John Cusack. I I saw that. I yeah. also saw. <clears throat> I also saw William Shatner try to uh, bring down a uh, Ted Stryker. William Shatner. Yeah, so he wouldn't have the same problem he had over Macho Grande. I never got over Macho Grande. <laughs> you know, I just read a joke this morning. Now you reminded me that. Uh, my, I I accidentally uh, said. Uh, oh my God! Now I can't remember. Oh, I, I accidentally said Shirley, not Siri, and now my, my phone is stuck in airplane mode. Get it? <laughs> I see yeah, what I you... See. Yeah, there you go. Uh, and then there was another incident on a flight Sunday from Los Angeles to Boston, and a Lemonster man tried to tried but failed to open one of the plane's emergency doors mid-flight, leaving many wondering, is it even possible to do that? Experts say the man would have needed to be uh, related to Clark Kent or Homelander to actually push the door open. Uh, Francisco Severo Torres of Lemonster was arrested at Boston International Logan Airport on Sunday for allegedly trying to open the emergency exit of a United Airlines plane mid-flight and attacking flight attendants with a broken metal spoon. Hmm. You can't really do that on an airplane. No, because of the uh, the the wind whipping against the fuselage of the plane, I believe it would be virtually impossible. Who wants to join the Mile Die Club? You know, uh... We kind of live in a world where people take it upon themselves to feel like they're entitled to do really crazy things at inappropriate times. Yeah. Opening a door in the middle of a flight is bananas. You realize that, right? I mean, nothing good can come from you opening up the door in the middle of a flight. It is bananas. And although Severo Torres' alleged attempt could be scary to onlooking passengers, Doug Moss, a retired airplane pilot and aviation safety and security program instructor at the University of Southern California told the Washington Post it's physically impossible for a person to open an emergency exit while the plane is in the air. First of all, you need the keys. Yeah, you do. Uh, well, no, it has the emergency button on it. Uh, aviation experts told the Post that uh, more than 1,100 pounds of air pressure rest against each square foot of the door while the plane is in the air. A person would need to be able to lift nearly 20,000 pounds to open an average emergency plane exit mid-flight. Well, after a couple months in the Peloton, you're close to that, right? 20,000 yeah. pounds? 
No, I'm only at uh, like 10,000 right oh, now. Oh, I see. I got a long way to go before keep, that Keep happens. up, buddy. You'll get there. Uh, according to the FAA, the exit doors are built to only open on the ground. Even if the plane is at lower altitude, the air pressure would be too much for a person to open an emergency exit mid-flight. I always kind of wondered about that. Like, like, how easy is that door going to fall off? And, he, and you're really, it's not going to. No, it's not. Uh, uh, it's not. The man tried to uh, open the emergency lock exactly 45 minutes before the plane landed at, at, Bo- at Boston Logan. Severo Torres reportedly pushed the emergency latch out of the fully locked position about a quarter of the way towards the unlocked position, according to the uh, U.S. Office of Ma- U.S. Attorney. The uh, emergency slide arming lever had been moved to the disarmed position. Uh, however, the door never opened. A flight attendant pointed Severo Torres out as the person who reportedly tried to open the emergency door. Torres allegedly charged at the flight attendants with a broken metal spoon, hitting one of the flight attendants in the neck three times. Jesus. But no serious injuries were reported. But no in, just because they say no serious injuries happen doesn't mean that it's not a serious situation. You yeah, know a, I mean? lot like, of, a lot of people have been severely injured by broken spoons right. and other cutlery. Uh, witnessing passengers tackled Torres and restrained him with the help of the flight crew. Torres was immediately taken into custody when the plane landed in Boston. Torres is currently detained and will appear in U.S. District Court Thursday for a plea hearing. All right, I got a lot of questions. Yeah. Okay, first of all, how does this affect his frequent flyer miles? Oh, that's going to kick him right out of the program. Okay, that's what I thought. Secondly, uh, did he at any point at the the moment that he went to Bananas on the, on this flight to the moment that police arrested him explain what he was trying to do by exiting the plane mm, no like he didn't offer say um these in-flight magazines are all expired or there's nothing in the sky mall magazine that i want or i'm in coach and i'm only getting one bag of these tiny pretzels not two like they do in first class yes or i said no ice and there was ice in the cup. He didn't, yeah. it, it, that was not the thing that no. sent him over the edge. No, I don't, we don't know what set him over the edge. Well, I mean, you can be. It doesn't say he was intoxicated or anything, but I would have to imagine you'd have to be high on something to want to do something like that, or or maybe you're having a mental illness episode. I, I don't. I don't know. That's, I mean, that's all I can think of. Yeah, something is amiss. Whether it's a mental illness. Or he had too many thirty dollars cocktails at the uh, at the at the the point of uh, of departure. You you just you just never know. What do you mean I can't have my Ant Man cup full of soda? <laughs> what is this? Wait a minute. Um, is this, does there is there any stipulation on uh, on that airline about whether the, your blackout rage gallon has to be in the overhead compartment or underneath the seat below you? I, I believe you can't carry that on there. You can only do it in the mini bottles. Okay, we were, I'm just I'm just trying to figure it out. Um, but, but but my point being for this whole conversation is like, is it really safe to fly anymore? And not safety like okay, you got the the dangerous mechanical stuff on the ground, or people are almost crashing into each other. Yeah, and then the plane planes clipping each other's wings on the ground. Then you got up in the air. You got unruly passengers. How many like viral videos have we seen of people acting like a holes on an airplane? A lot, like too many, and to the point where you know some people are. Remember that one guy was duct taped to the Spirit Airlines (laughs) seat because he was so drunk. Yes, and he was still yelling threats afterwards, and then they shoved like a paper towel in his mouth to keep him quiet. Like, like 
I don't know what it is. Is it the stress of flying? Is it the amount of money you're paying? I mean, a Spirit Airlines, you're obviously paying the bottom of the barrel. Yeah. But what is it with people on airplanes that feel like they need to like have this air rage thing? I don't. I don't know. I. I <laughs> I've only been on a handful of flights where there was somebody who was a jerk on the plane. I never experienced that. I've experienced it a couple of times. And most of the time, you know, it's it's quiet. Everybody minds their business. They're just sitting there and they're waiting for the flight to end. 99% of the time, that's exactly what happens. But then on occasion, you will get somebody who is loaded on the plane. Yeah. And then I think the idea that they are loaded in a claustrophobic cylinder that is high, that's like, you know, 10,000 feet above uh, above the, uh, the the ground, you know, it it's like it, it triggers something in their head where they say, if I'm going to misbehave, now's the time to do it. As opposed to this guy, all he had to do was sit in a seat for another 45 minutes yeah. and he could have acted like an idiot at his uh, at his final destination like or, in his, or, or <laughs> save it for the connecting flight. Yeah, but if you're having some kind of mental episode, you really can't prevent that from happening. I'm just wondering why so many people are flying and just, like, losing their crap. I've seen more people lose it at baggage claim than I have on the flight. I can see that happening. Yeah. The baggage claim. Because you finally get off the airplane. You st- you are stuck in that little tube up in the sky for two hours, three hours, or whatever. And you finally get down and your bag's not there. Oh, boy. Or damaged. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's something. I had that happen one time where they, what did they do? They forgot the car seat. Like, of all the things that we packed they, on. They, they forgot the car seat? Well, it went somewhere else. Or or they, I don't, you know, this is the thing. I wish there was Apple AirTags back in the day. <laughs> I'm going to do that, too. Yeah. When I fly, I'm putting the AirTag in my bag just to make sure that it doesn't get uh, get lost anywhere. It's actually a good idea. Yeah. Because um, they're trying to crack down on that, too. They don't want people doing that because they don't want... You know, they, they don't want you to know what they do. They're, they're coming out and going, oh, we can't have that. That's going to mess with the instruments on the plane. No, it's not. The <laughs> plane has the same technology within it. It's not going to interfere with it. Yeah, they, and, You and, just don't want me to know what you did with my bag. Hey, I got news for you. If my cell phone is interfering with your technology, why don't you get bigger, te- better technology? Yeah, and it, and it's like you want, a, you want a refund or you want some kind of a discount or something. They don't make it easy for you to get one of those. That's the last thing they want to do is give you anything, give anything away. Right. So, but there you go. Uh, be scared to fly now if you want to. Oh boy, it's uh, eight twenty three with Bax and Nagel on Rock one hundred two. Join the T-Birds for an MGM Springfield Deuces Wild Friday on March 10th as the Providence Bruins. News brought to you by Naples Home Buyers. They buy homes as is and offer solutions to any problems. Naples Home Buyers. There's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Uh, thanks, Bax. You know, yesterday, uh, I don't know what town that was in, but remember they found a car in the embankment? Yeah. Yeah, well, in South Deerfield, the fire department was called uh, to a car that had flipped on its side of Greenfield Road in the vicinity of the Red Roof Inn. Well, I mean, if you're going to go off the road, you might as well go off the road near a motor lodge. Well, you know, uh, they do have good rooms for uh, reasonable prices at the Red Roof. Uh, State, uh, or I'm sorry, South Deerfield Fire Department says the driver and occupant of the vehicle were uninjured and were able to extricate themselves from the vehicle Firefighters stayed until the vehicle had been removed from the ditch. I bet mean, it's like a that's like a good day for the firefighters when you don't have to get that jaw thing out 
and start taking people out of the car. Yeah, no, that's you don't want to. I mean, you got to do it if you got to do it. But if you don't have to do it, that's that's good. Uh, 22 News uh, heard from local lawmakers on what's next for East Longmeadow High School. And? After parents voiced their concerns about leaks and other issues there, 22, new, uh, uh, 20, uh, 22 addresses these concerns with State Senator Jake Oliveira, who told uh, 22 News that the state funds through Massachusetts School Building Authority are being discussed to build a brand new school. There has been a need for more repairs at the 60-year-old high school. However, 60 years, man. In 2019, the district had been rejected for state funding five years in a row. The school committee says repair expenses could add up to $100 million. What? Yeah. That's a lot of money. But it need it. You need it. It's, listen, you know, people don't realize, like, yes, things cost money. Mm-hmm. But. For the greater good of your community, you're building something right. for kids to use and, and learn and educate and be in a place. And, you know, you talk to an older person who go, ah, I got my day. We didn't have any of that yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, he, but here's the thing. As a former homeowner in this town. Homeowner says what? What? As a former homeowner in this town, uh, I will tell you that uh, while the school was, in, uh, was old and breaking down and not all that great, uh, my property taxes were still going up $100, $150 every single year. It wasn't like, you know, I was paying low taxes to live there. It's actually paying a pretty high tax rate in East Law Meadow with the idea knowing that at some point, once they come up with a plan to rebuild a high school, it's going to cost a hell of a lot more than a $100 increase in my property taxes. Now, I understand that good schools and good facilities are important. It's a quality of life issue more than uh, anything else, especially for those who may not have kids in the system. But the reality is, unless you can find a way to uh, defray the cost of building a $100 million school, Mm -hmm. you're going to have citizens with their pitchforks and, and torches out there saying, good God, no, I'd rather have the decrepit, nasty old building that have to pay for a new one at this rate because now you're talking about adding on to my property taxes when I can barely afford to live here as it is. But that's the, I mean, you can move to another community. Well, yeah. as it turns out, I did. Yeah, you did. Uh, regional has enjoys a wonderful and successful regional yeah. program. I'm, I'm going to move to a town where I'm going to pay more taxes than I'm paying here. Yes, but- yeah. You know, here I am in uh, in Hamden, and you know the Hamden Wilbraham schools. Uh, yeah, they got their uh, they got their new building. Couldn't turn the lights off for about a year and a half, but they got a new building. You know that that kind of like I wonder about that. Why wasn't there like people with pitchforks in Wilbraham going? Hey. Because the old building, the old school, yeah, was partially damaged in the tornado. Yeah. Which made it easier for them to say to get other ways of paying for it. But I'm talking, and it's about, also a regional school system, so it, you know, it, right. they all break it down. Right, but I, all right, I understand that. But now that that the school, you know, it was re, it was a new one was built, uh, you know, put in next to the old one. Yeah, and uh, then you have this issue with the lights. How long was that going on for? Was that like, it was over a year? Over a year. And how much money were they? And that's the thing that they weren't saying how much money was being paid out for an electricity for that. For the, uh, yeah, for that but time. yeah, but you save so much money with those CFL balls. <laughs> yeah, they, maybe they had mass save come in and put insulation in the in the wings, <laughs> and then right. try to charge you an extra two hundred dollars. That high school's need. got more cellulose in the walls than yeah. any other school in America. I, it, just, it just seems like there, there's not there's not outcry for something like you're wasting money. Yeah. 
by doing that. But you know what? The, but but in East Long Meadow, that that has been an issue because mm-hmm. people I think have been scared to even address it because of how it's going to affect property taxes. And I right. get it, having been a, a resident in this town for a, a good nine years. It's like you you've watched your property taxes go up every year, yeah. and you see the high school getting older and older every every month, and it's like. Can we really afford to do this when we all realize we can't afford to not do this? Right. It, it's it's been a real tough argument. That's why it's taken until now, sixty years since the last time it was uh, refurbished or built to do something about it. Uh, buttery, smooth, and oaky. These are characteristics of the best bourbons, and a growing cult of aficionados is willing to pay an astonishing amount of money for these increasingly scarce premium American spirits. If I wanted something that was buttery and uh, oaky, couldn't I just have, like, butter in a log? Well, didn't they offer that butter toffee uh, coffee from Dunkin' Donuts that one time they were were doing? Yeah, but I didn't have to put it on a log. Uh, premium spirits have always been expensive and sought after, but a surge in interest in high-end bourbon has made finding that elusive bottle even more difficult. Distillers have upped production to try to meet increased demand, but before the whiskey reaches stores and bars, it must age for years and even decades. Scarcity has changed what some fans are willing to do to obtain the most sought-after bourbon. I know a guy who's into this stuff. And he's always telling me, like, every year he buys this big expensive bottle that's mm-hmm. like $1,000 of bourbon. Like, you know, that, I don't, I can't, I can't get into something like that. Like, I wouldn't be able to get into something like that. Yeah. Mostly because I'm an alcoholic and I, I would drink all the <laughs> bourbon without enjoying it anyway. But, uh, <laughs> you know. You know, the, the funny part about it is, um, you know, I mean, I've, th- there have been a couple of times when, you know, we'll be out. Or and yeah. someone will order a bottle of wine and they get like a wicked expensive bottle of wine and say, "Oh, try this." Yeah, I can't tell the difference between a really expensive yeah. bottle of wine and something that came out of a box. And I and I think that most most people can't. I I, mean, I guess maybe if you're really into, it. I mean, the, 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 when I used to drink bourbon, I was just drinking like you know Jim Beam or Jim Beam's yeah. uh, cheap cousin Evan Williams, and that and, and that's uh, fine, but. I I really got a taste of what oaky was like yeah. when my I think it was my brother in law gave me a taste of this Maker's Mark forty six, okay, like a very aged bourbon and and you could taste the oak like that was the first time I could taste that. But any other time, it's it, like bourbon just tastes like bourbon. Like I don't like, you know. I know we have the you know when we do the bourbon thing, the guy sits there and explains all the different processes and all that yeah. stuff. So I guess if you're into it. It's more concerning yeah, to you. Yes, but the reality is when we do bourbon barbecue and blues, we're not serving, you know, 25-year-old, uh, old, you know, Rip Van Winkle at $33,000 right. a bottle. I mean, we're, we're selling stuff <laughs> that you could actually afford to buy. It's Pappy Van Winkle. Pappy Van Winkle. Yeah. In Oregon, a criminal investigation is underway after an internal probe concluded several state liquor officials used their clout to obtain scarce bourbons including the holy grail for bourbon fanatics, the Pappy Van Winkle 23-year-old, which can sell for tens of thousands of dollars on resale markets. The brand is so popular that it found itself at the center of criminal investigations in at least three other states, from Virginia to Pennsylvania to Kentucky. The the cases underscore how demand has reached a fever pitch. A limited number of Pappy Van Winkle 23-year, produced by Old Rip Van Winkle Distillery of Frankfort, uh, Kentucky, goes to each state. In 2022, Oregon received... Just 33 bottles. 
The average person cannot get good bottles, said Cody Walding, a bourbon aficionado from Houston who has been on the hunt for Buffalo Traces Distillery's five-bottle antique collection. He hasn't been able to find any despite making connections with liquor store managers. He believes uh, he's years away from success. Yeah. And that's what the thing, like this guy I know that does it, he does. He hunts down these package store owners and tries to get them to say, yeah, I'll set this aside for you. You can buy it from me when it comes in. Yeah. But but who's buying bottles of Van Winkle for $30,000? Who's doing that? Well, that's that's what You know what? Here's who's buying that. Dumb YouTubers who make tons of money. You know what I mean? Like it's people like that. Yeah. It's people who are you know, you're not talking even like the the, the uber rich people. You know, they they have connections to get that stuff. And, and they pay whatever, you know, if they want that, then they get it. But it's more about you're creating a demand for it because you're telling everybody, no, this is better than this. And you really got to pay more if you want the good stuff. You know, you know what it is? It's about attention seeking. You know, no one's going to spend that, you know, tens of thousands of dollars on a bottle of, of bourbon. Yeah. Other than to let s- everybody they know. Uh, figure out they, they, that you've just spent tens of thousands of dollars in bourbon. The only reason you're doing it is to let everybody know you did it. Right. Otherwise, you'd be buying, you know, Jack Daniels at every liquor store in America right. and be happy with it. Uh, we're all out of time. I wish we could talk about bourbon all day long. Yeah, no kidding. Uh, it's going to be uh, sunny to start, then clouds moving in with a high of 44. More of the same for tomorrow. It is 33 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Ah, yeah. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 8.50 in the Rolling Stones with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Uh, It is going to be partly uh, cloudy today with a high of 44. Tomorrow, more of the same. It's 33 right now in downtown Springfield. The uh, the Daily Podcast is going to get posted after 10 o'clock this morning. Uh, Check that out on uh, Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Spotify, Google, or on rock102.com. That's the way uh, you can listen to the show whenever it's convenient for you on your own timetable. Sweet. Also, Baxi's Musical Podcast. This week, my guest is Ben Christo from the uh, legendary band, The Sisters of Mercy. They're going to be coming back to uh, the United States for the first time in 15 years with a stop in Boston on uh, May 31st at Big Night Live. Uh, ben Christo, really good interview. You can find that out on uh, rock102.com or wherever you find podcasts. Sweet. Uh, yeah, I think we're going to have to have uh, Steve Weissman back on soon because uh, I'm reading this thing about these scams. Yeah. They just get more elaborate every day. Scammers using fake caller ID to appear to be from your doctor's office. This is kind of scary, actually. Some Massachusetts residents are getting calls stating that they're from their doctor, that they're they're the doctor's office. Yeah. And you, that can easily be done. You know how many times I get calls that are scammers? But they're masking the number. And then you call the number back, and the guy goes, I didn't call you. Like, you know, the person right. wasn't like a missed call from them. It was just they were, somebody was spoofing their number. <laughs> uh, but the calls are not from their doctors. It is a scam. The Sharon Police Department is warning, warning that the calls appear to be from the doctor's office because the phone numbers are spoofed to look real. Spoofing, you know, and then they go on to say what spoofing is. The numbers look real, so people answer. Scammers then ask them for their Medicaid information. So they're targeting, obviously, people who are elderly or people who are disabled that are on these programs. Yeah. Uh, if you answer, they use scam scripts to try to steal your money or valuable personal information, which can be used in fraudulent activity. I had one yesterday. 
um, that and we had we had talked about this one time where they're they're using this voice technology yeah. to make somebody who sounds like from India not sound more American to be more convincing. So like I answer the phone and I'm like, hello. Oh, yes, this is Sam from the very, very important, uh, you know, try, like using like a country Texas drawl <laughs> with like an accent from somebody who's from India. Yeah. Well, if someone's calling yeah. me Home Slice, I'm yeah. pretty sure it might not well, be legit. Well, hey there, Home Slice. <laughs> It's, it's it's scary though. This is, yeah. I mean, this is the kind of stuff Wait. that that old people would probably be so susceptible. Well, to. I, I got one. Um, I think it was like last week, and 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 I remember yeah. having the conversation with Weissman about this very yeah. scam. You pick up the phone, and it, it's like it's like a local number. Yeah, it's yeah you know, with a four one three area code and everything else. You pick up the phone, and then all of a sudden you hear the person uh, fumble with the phone. Yeah, and say, "Can you hear me?" Oh yeah, 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 and they and want the, you to say yes. Yes, and the moment you say yes, they record that so then they can use your voice to get into other databases and other <laughs> things. Like I remember having that conversation. Like you, you cannot say anything. Even just you, you know, you you say hello, and uh, and then that was it. And the moment they asked me, "Can you hear me?" I just like click. I'm done. So I do that. Go ahead. You pretend to call. Uh, hello. Hello. Hello? Uh, who's this? Uh, it's Michael Baxendale from- No, no, no. You're the what? scammer. Oh, I'm you're the trying, scammer? You're trying to oh, scam me. Okay, okay. Oh, All oh, right? Oh, 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 okay. Hello? Like, uh, hold, hold on. Uh, can you hear me? And then I go, ah! <laughs> ah! 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 They usually hang up after that. And then you say, yeah. oh, what am I going to do with all this blood? Yeah. Oh, my God. The humanity. I remember I told that. I remember I had the guy. He was like, he was trying to get credit card information from me. So yes. I was like, this was years ago. This guy was trying to get credit card information from me. So I'm giving him different numbers. Right. And he's like, that is not the right number. You know, and he's like telling me that is not the right number. And I was like, oh, I'm sorry. That's right, because uh, I know you're fake, and I'm not giving you a real number. And he's like, very well, then. Why don't you take your fake credit card number and shove it up your... And then he like, Well, that's said, not good customer he, service. No, actually, I thought that was pretty good. I'm like, okay, this guy knows how to dance. <laughs> <laughs> he tells me to shove it up my you-know-what yeah. uh, after, you know, because I messed with him for a, probably a good 10 minutes. Oh, good for you. I was just you. going back and forth and asking questions and, you know... Uh, making up ridiculous things. I, I I used to love doing that. I used to, yeah. none of the days, no. I mean, especially when my kids would like scream in the middle of it, like having a temper tantrum. But like, <laughs> shut up, fool! <laughs> <laughs> you know, you should almost train your kids that when you make a certain hand gesture while you're yeah. on the phone, that's when you want them to scream bloody murder. It's a uh, great way of getting off the phone with anybody. Bax, apparently, you don't remember having young children. You don't need to give them a hand gesture to do that. No, They'll I know. just oh, automatically oh. do that no matter who you're on the I phone with. <laughs> <laughs> I know, but I'm talking like you know, uh, when they get older. Uh, it's like, you know, once 
once they're beyond the age of just screaming you know, randomly, you you yeah. train them. Hey, listen, when I when I do this, yeah, you know, yeah. that's when I want you to start really screaming. But again, I don't have to do that. <laughs> like, I don't have to tell my kids, hey, start acting up because the acting up will start. If I want to know where my children are, right? Yes, I just pick up the phone <laughs> and get on the call with somebody else, and they'll automatically appear and make noise. <laughs> it's eight fifty seven with Bax and Dangle on Rock 102. Yeah, Let's go. <sighs> I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna do the weather. F- By the way, it's Rock 102 Springfield's classic rock. And do the weather forecast uh, like Eddie Vedder would do. Okay. Okay. Hello, cloudy. High 40, 44 until tomorrow, 33, right now in downtown Springfield. Who is that? Eddie Vedder. Oh, it's very yeah, close. It's like spot on. Isn't yeah, it? it's yeah, really, yeah. now that you've mentioned it, yeah, it's really close. Did you understand that the weather forecast was going to be a high of 44 today <laughs> no, and tomorrow? I, I had no yeah, idea. Yeah, I, I had no idea. idea. Yeah. Oh, very good. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Thank How you about very that? much. Yeah. Uh, tomorrow, uh, we got uh, we got things going on on the show. Yeah, Real- let, let Eddie Vedder tell you what's going on tomorrow. What's going on on the show tomorrow? I can walk in from Brazil to again. Then this morning, rock a rock club, oh yeah. <laughs> I don't want to say that the man that's been ordered of us. That's going to be a good show. And the joke of the day, now he'll Yeah, I'm looking yeah, forward all, to that. All coming yeah. up tomorrow That's right here on the show. It's 9-11 with Pax and Nagle at Rock 102. GG Inks, screen printing and embroidery. They print their shirt on your back. Heck, they make the Rock 102 shirts that we wear and give out to you at events. Find them online at ggink's.com. ggink's.com. So, you're thinking of tinting your car, but did you know the guys at 413 Pro Tint also do residential, commercial, and marine tinting? It's perfect for rejecting heat, and with the UV block, it also stops fading on floors and furniture, and it's energy efficient. Kevin and Corey have over 40 years combined experience, so don't bring your vehicle where they're training on your car. Go see the pros at 413 Pro Tint, because if it's glass, they've got you covered. With the highest quality American-made films and the best warranty around. For tinting on your vehicle, home, or business, call 413 Pro Tint in Springfield at 413-438-8468 today and give them a like on Facebook. You have an office in Hartford? Do you have an office furniture store? There's an office furniture store just north of Hartford that's on its way to becoming Hartford's office furniture store. Conklin Office Furniture, the big office furniture showroom, warehouse, and design center in Holyoke. Conklin doesn't have a showroom in Hartford, someday maybe, but Conklin has something better, the New England Office Furniture Brain Trust. Randy, Jeff, Ariel, Tony, and Jimmy Mack. Yes, Conklin comes to you. And they don't just come with tape measures and catalogs, they come with ideas. What are your options? What has worked for other companies? Call Conklin, book an appointment. Then when you're ready to see the desks, workstations, and conference room furniture, Conklin's just a short drive up I-91. Conklin Office Furniture, the big office furniture showroom, warehouse, and design center on Appleton in Holyoke, Mass. 
at the top of the mountain looking down. Awesome. Trails blanketed in white. Perfect. Nothing between you and the base but adrenaline. Let's do this. Well, and the stop you'll make halfway down to defog your glasses. Once again, you find yourself at the top of the mountain thinking, when am I going to call Dr. Balin? Balin I. I trust. I LASIK. I trust. Balin I. If wearing glasses is getting in the way of the things you love to do, fogging up inside your ski goggles or flying off with every toboggan run, make an appointment with Dr. Nancy Balin. With over 8,000 procedures and counting, Dr. Balin is by far the region's most experienced laser vision correction surgeon. Blade free and customized to your eyes. What are you waiting for? Make an appointment with Dr. Balin. Balin I. I trust. I LASIK. I trust. Balin I. Special financing is available with approved credit. Call today, 800-999-9000.